good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, you're not the only one that's rusty, Cohen. I am <laughs> Matt Wright and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey everybody. How is everybody? I hope everyone's doing well. By the way, I'd just like to apologize for being very dark and that's not racial. I would just like to say that the apparently with the uh, uh, the light sensitivity thing on my camera by my wearing a white shirt it decided to make everything else really dark so like if i do that i become lighter just by so you may see me doing this a lot just to lighten up but anyway i hope otherwise you can not be distracted from that you probably would have never even noticed and now the whole time you're just going to think about how dark i am so welcome to the show welcome to the show first and foremost allow me to thank justin for the kava that I am drinking on today's episode. Oh, and I, man, I'm rusty. And I, conversely, would like to thank Kroger, the Kroger Corporation, for my delicious, here we go, purified drinking water. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. So Old Mike that- Mackay on the, on the comments trying to pretend he has a top fan badge. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta work hard. <laughs> I like that. I've never seen that. I've never seen that either. But but come on, Mike. Good. I mean, it's it was a good try in a it, way. I mean, he does not comment enough to get the top fan badge. Like he he needs to try better. I expect it's, more from you, Mike. If you want me to format your book, you're gonna have to come out swinging. I also expect you to come out swinging, Mike. If you want Matt to format your your book. book. Okay. I definitely want that to happen. Um, so yeah. Cause if, if Jason Lyon isn't a top fan, then everyone we needs to work harder to be top fans. I'm not sure why Jason isn't allowed to be a top fan considering he's actually a part of money waters media. Are you, are you a top fan? Oh my God. Um, cause I'm not. <laughs> oh no. Wait. Oh, is it just that because we're admins? Hold on. I think it's because we're admins. We can't be top fans. Top fan. Spike Cohen checking in. Oh. Yeah, I think you... Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that if you are an admin of the page, you cannot be a top fan of the page. That seems unfair because I am... One of the greatest. We are probably the three largest fans of the page. <laughs> we are we are arguably the most active on the page of anyone on the page. I would say yeah, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty easy to state. Yeah. So, that, uh... guys, before we get started with uh, the news from the last, I guess three weeks, because we didn't two weeks ago, we were busy covering uh, Demageddon three, the uh, the the most recent Democrat debates, oh, yeah, and then true. and then two weeks ago. Uh, due to uh, my own personal health issues, uh, we weren't able to do an episode last week, and so now we're back this week. So we we went three. It was three weeks ago. The last time we did a show was when uh, the woman uh, rambling about eating the babies to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was the the hot news item. So that was a while back. We and, have to uh, eat the babies. The baby. We have to eat the baby. Even we if have you to bomb eat Russia, the babies. Eat the babies. So 
we're not going to eat the babies, but here's what we are going to do before we get started with the, I guess, month's news. Um, I'd like to let everyone know a real magical thing is happening uh, later this week on Friday, actually. Yes, on Friday. Matt Wright and Spike Cohen are going to actually physically meet for the first time in at the Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach Airport bathroom. And, <laughs> and, and, I'm going to I'm going to have a wide stance. Yeah, it's only going to get better from there guys because then the following day on Saturday, we will be the the hosts and the color commentator color commentators for the South Carolina Libertarian Party presidential debate uh on Saturday, November the 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh if you want to go I should probably give people a link to do that, to sign up for the event, Bright, and I'll, I'll do that in a second. But uh, it's in Florence, South Carolina. Uh, if, you, if you can't be in Florence uh, but still want to watch it, it's going to be live on the official South Carolina Libertarian Party page. We're also going to share it on our, our page, so uh, you'll see it if, uh, if your followers of, of our page will share it on that too. But uh, it's going to be moderated by um, Matt Welch, the uh, editor in charge of Reason. Uh, and it is going to be featuring six people who are legally allowed to be the next president of the United States. Uh, Kenneth Armstrong, Dan Taxationist Theft Berman, Joe Jorgensen, Adam Kokesh, uh, Kim Ruff, and of course, Berman Supreme. And uh, so be sure to check that out. I am. I can't tell you how excited I am about that. I the so i was actually i was talking to somebody about this um yesterday mm-hmm. and they were like they're like are you excited i was like uh, you know not it's whatever like i'm certain that once like it gets closer once it gets closer i'll start getting a little bit more excited about it right right and then uh you and i started talking about it last night and then last night i was like lying in bed just like my eyes went Ping! And I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's a weird that's a weird feeling in the old tums." It was like, when we were talking about the the airport bathroom. I think it was. Yeah, it yeah. was the airport bathroom that really did it. I was like, "Oh goody." Yeah, but no, I mean, it's going to be. We have all sorts of stuff planned. We're going to be doing red carpet uh, interviews at the uh, during the convention, which is before the debate. Um, I don't know how much time we're going to have if we're going to just shoot those up uh un unedited or if we're gonna make a thing that I we're we're gonna have to do it unedited. We do everything unedited. We don't That's edit a good anything. Point. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> why start editing now? Let's just right. dump it out there like like we do with everything else. So there's gonna be a lot of footage happening this weekend. Um we're gonna be doing that interview. We're gonna be doing those interviews. We're gonna be covering the debate. Uh we're gonna be hanging out at the after party social meet and greet with all the candidates. And, uh, by the way, we're also going to be staying in a cabin in the woods with Vermin Supreme. This guy right here, bottom right. Yeah. Uh, he's been running for office of various offices since 1987. He's been running for president since the nineties under every single political party ticket. This time he's doing it under the libertarian party and, uh, one of the top polling candidates at the moment. And, uh, we're going to be hanging out with him in a cabin Far in the woods where no one can hear you scream. Right. <laughs> We're going to be hanging out with that guy. With that guy. Um, picking him up from the airport. So that'll be a nice reunion too. 
Um, so I'm, 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 I can't wait. I'm super excited about it. Oh, it's, it's going to be a great weekend and we are going to give everybody who is our followers and fans, the inside look at everything going on whilst we are there. Um, basically you're going to have full access with us minus the bathroom at Myrtle beach. Yeah, no, that's actually, there are are laws in place in multiple States that won't allow us to show that. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of weird, it's actually some USDA laws. Uh, I'm not sure why our agriculture would get involved, but, uh, uh, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's like a state line crossing state lines thing with fruit. It's just weird. And I, you know, I, I, you know, if I, if I wanted to, I could get an attorney and we could probably fight it, but I just, I just would rather not fight it. Right. Just it's, I mean, we have an attorney. He's right. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, Chris Reynolds law, but he, he recommended we don't actually attempt to uh, break any um, USDA laws on filming in the bathrooms. Right. So speaking of cucumber sex, uh, the EU, uh, European Union, has renewed uh, the Brexit, the ever never ending perpetual Brexpetual Brexit uh, debate, uh, um, the Brexit uh, negotiations with the UK uh, for another season. Uh, and, uh, it is going to, uh, the new deadline is January 31st of next year. And also the UK in the meantime is going to have a general election, uh, on December the 12th. Uh, the general understood hope of all the people in charge is that either the, uh, conservatives who have been pushing, uh, this Brexit get an overwhelming mandate to actually come up with a Brexit deal that they can agree with uh or uh some other party the 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 um the labor party can form a a coalition with other anti-brexit people and just end this entire thing um so that we it's looking like we're gonna know by christmas if this is ever actually gonna happen right which it's actually kind of interesting since uh you know the it was voted on and i it this was so long ago this was I believe this was before this show started. It was. That yeah. Voted on this. yeah. Yeah, it was. And um, it, it, it seemed to be, uh, it seemed like it won huge. Like, I don't remember it being a squeaker. If I remember correctly, it was a large margin or at least a decent margin, a good majority, not like maybe not a super majority, but a decent sized majority that wanted to uh, Brexit. Right. And that's been going on for more than three years now. Yeah, I'm looking up the uh, the results of that. I know one big deal was that it wasn't expended, extent, expected to actually win. So, hold on. Brexit vote results. So, it, was, it wasn't all that. I mean, it wasn't close enough where there needed to be a recount or anything like that. But it was fifty, basically 52% to 48%. But all the polling up until that right. point had shown that it was going to lose spectacularly. Like, you know, there was going to be like a five or six uh, uh, percent margin of, of them losing. And so it was a, it was a wide swing. And that was right before that was the month before Trump got elected and which kind of uh, had some foreboding uh, uh, deep, uh, potential for how some of these polls go. So, right. um, so yeah, so we will see if it happens. Um, I, I'm, 
ultimately the the British public's going to get another chance to say we want Brexit or we don't want Brexit in the in the form of parliamentary elections, which ultimately at this point are really all about Brexit. It's just a mandate on on Brexit. Um, so we will we will see what's going on with that. I know everyone watching is white knuckle waiting for the results of that election. Uh, so we will stay tuned here to the Muddy Waters of Freedom, and we will we will absolutely keep you up to date with that. We will keep you completely and totally up to date on whether Boris Johnson remains prime minister if the if the great value brand Donald Trump <laughs> continues to be prime minister of England. Or the mainstays if, Donald Trump, yeah. Or if they end up with your Jeremy. great value brand of Bernie Sanders. Jeremy Corbyn. That's actually a good descriptor. Yeah. For Jeremy Corbyn. I'd see him more as a as a great value brand of Elizabeth Warren, but that's, you know, to each their own. Um he's equally not native. Um so speaking of great value Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh <laughs> endorsed Bernie Sanders, uh, surprising literally she's no like, one. She's like if uh, Walmart made deodorant for men and then for women, and they just put like in girls' packaging, but it's the exact same thing. <laughs> and Bernie would get upset because that means there's two types of deodorant. He, he's not happy right. about the multiple types <laughs> of deodorant. That's unacceptable. To that. <laughs> so, a lot of endorsements <laughs> that day. Um, <laughs> It was a big day for Bernie. He got uh, uh, he got uh, the AOC endorsement. Um, my Somali Shade, uh, Ilan Omar, uh, endorsed him uh, in, in D.C. as well. Uh, later on, Rashida Tlaib uh, endorsed him in, uh, in Michigan at another event. And uh, some, uh, some Northern European was screaming in the background. We don't really know. We don't really know what that was all about, but we wish her well. And uh, and we wish her 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 lack of uh, you know relevance now. So hopefully she uh, hopefully her future and dreams aren't ruined. One would hope. One would hope, Matt. That one that's, would hope that that's, one would hope. that her childhood hasn't already been taken from her at such a young age. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that happens. Speaking of uh, uh, female screeching, Katie Hill. Ooh. Representative Katie Hill uh, is going to resign <laughs> after allegations surfaced that she had a re- uh, relationship with a staffer, Matt. Yes, uh, which is apparently is against House rules, and I'm certain most of the people in the House didn't know that. Is it? Um, but uh, she denied allegations that she was having relationships with one of her staffers, but instead it came out that she was having a three-way relationship with a campaign staff member and her now soon to be ex-husband. They had a nice little triad going on. Um, oh, so her ex-husband was involved? Yeah, no, her ex-husband was involved. Oh. Um, so after after the allegation surfaced that she had a re- uh, relationship with a staffer that she denied, uh, nude pics surfaced on the Daily Mail and on Red State. Uh, nude pics of her brushing her... Uh, campaign staffer's hair surfaced and all of a sudden all hell broke loose for Miss Katie Hill. Um, yeah, I actually have one of these photos um, that I found online, uh, but I'm not going to show it because of the brand spanking new revenge porn law 
that's in South Carolina that is being aggressively and uh, not just aggressively enforced, but it's being enforced past the actual like point of the mandate. So like, for example, if you were to just email it to someone, they're going to say that you disseminated it, uh, even though that wouldn't meet the strictest criteria for dissemination. And I don't want right. to go to jail. So just going to not show it. And I'm going to tell you that if you were to, for example, go on DuckDuckGo and, you know, look for photos of her nude brushing someone's hair, I don't know what's going to happen for you. But I'm certainly not going to be a part of it. Right. We we will not be disseminating. We will not be disseminating the uh, revenge porn. But uh, now Katie Hill has a new purpose in life. She says that now that she isn't in Congress anymore, she's going to be working on ending revenge porn across the internet, stating that revenge porn hurts our daughters and sisters. And personally, I find that to just be a sexist view of revenge porn. Yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't really hurt all of us. I mean, so I have a bit of a story, which I also can't really talk about because of South Carolina's laws. But I can I can make some uh, facial gestures that I hope um, that I hope kind of show tell the the I guess the most important part of the stories. I actually I know a um, I know a number of guys I know a number of guys who uh, got stuck in what they call uh, sextortion scams. Sextortion, I like that sextortion yeah where a girl would uh start talking to him online and then they would be like hey yeah you know send nudes back and forth kind of a thing right right then somebody would be like the girl you've been somebody else would come on and be like the girl you've been texting is only 14 years old and we're gonna send this to the police unless you send us x amount of dollars and like i know a number of guys that have had that happen to them where they didn't know. even know the person was 14. Right. It, probably the person wasn't 14, but, you know. They were just, right, right. So there was go. actually a recent story, and I'm, I'm, I wish I had thought to put it in the notes, because that would have been a nice thing to talk about, Matt. Um, mm. But the, uh, uh, the uh, police in, I want to say somewhere in Florida, uh, they were doing these stings where they would, you know, trying to get people. Um, that was to, in uh, Sarasota. Wasn't in Sarasota? Okay, so you know what I'm yeah. talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so these were so this was like a cyber crime sting unit where they would set up where they would chat with men as supposedly as uh minor girls and then when the when the guys would say, you know, oh, let's hook up or whatever, they'd set it up and then they'd arrest them for trying to have sex. Now there's a whole legal school of thought that that actually isn't a crime because there is no minor girl that's being involved. Um and so there's a whole question of whether that's even, you know, constitutional, but they actually were doing their best to seduce uh, men on dating sites by uh, coming off as uh, 18-year-olds or 19-year-olds or something. And then once the conversation would start to get hot and heavy, then they'd switch it up and go, well, oh, well, I'm only 14. And there were a lot of men who would say, okay, well, I'm not interested because you're not old enough. And they would continue pursuing and they would the continue guy. The, one, of, one of the guys that they were going after actually worked in their department. That was the one that was the one that kind of blew this entire story up because um, he worked at 
as a cop in in the cyber network of cops and he was only like 21 or something like that like he was a, he was a young kid com, like a computer uh computer science degree right. and he started talking to somebody online uh continued he did continue talking to her after she said oh i'm only 15 or whatever um i think it's 14 because i think in florida if you're 15 you can date up to 24 i think that's the weird rule that they have okay um so i think she was 14 after she said oh i'm only and she would so he kept going i'm not interested in that but she would message him and he was like, yeah, well, you know, you keep me entertained during my long, boring days here. And so like they continued talking, but anytime she started talking about sex, he would veer the conversation away from it. Right, right, right. Like, no, we can't talk about that. And uh, she sent him pictures. She sent him pictures and he goes, no, I don't want these. And then they ended up arresting him. For having the pictures? For having the pictures. Oh, for yeah. God's sake. It's the pictures they sent him. So, yeah, the pictures that they sent him that he said he didn't want. And that was like, he took all of that. And then he was just like, look, you can see, I said, I didn't want it. I told right. him no. And they were like, well, you kept talking to her. And it's like, it doesn't matter if I keep talking. To, I'm allowed to talk. That's to legal. That's legal yeah. for me to talk. If I'm hanging out somewhere and a 14 year old girl comes up to me and says, I want to have sex with you. And I say, I don't want to have sex with you because you're only 14. And also I'm married and I'd never do that. She would. Uh, and she sat there and said, well, let's talk about something else. I go, okay, and we keep talking. That may not be the smartest thing on my on my part, but it's not illegal, especially if right. every time she keeps saying, yeah, but also I still want to have sex. I'm like, no, 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 I, I don't I don't want to do that. Again, I'm a happily married man, and you're way too young for me anyway. But then we'd like start talking about baseball or something. That's legal. So that's definitely an overstep, and it's the stuff people warned about when all this cybercrime stuff happened in the first place. But right. speaking and- of pre- – no, go ahead. And yeah, so I mean, that's that was what was going on down there. And if in these situations, it's like you have to shut these, you have to shut these programs down. These programs are awful. Yeah. Uh, they're they're they are strictly and specifically targeting innocent people in order to just try to turn them into a criminal. Yeah. No, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Our viewers right now might be able to shed some light on it, but I'm not going to say which one. Uh oh. Oh, speaking uh, of Remzo Martinez, um, we is that are we? Is he watching I, right now? Yeah, that's why. I, hey, Rems. Hey, Rio. Did you get that card to Trump yet? I know, Rio. Bud, come on, Rio. He's got to get Rio. ten thousand cards by like last Saturday. Hopefully, hopefully, Rio sent in his card. I hope he did. I hope he did because you know it's President Trump's. What was that for his birthday or something? Uh, yeah, something, I don't know. Yeah, I so, can't remember. I I saw it and I thought it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. So speaking of uh, pretending to be a, a sweet little child on on the internet, uh, Mitt Romney apparently has been operating a uh, a sock account on Twitter uh, under the name Pierre Delecto. <laughs> Uh, which uh, he started in 2011 uh, to monitor how he was being covered on Twitter while he was running for president. And then uh, recently, I guess earlier this year, he started uh, commenting and liking, uh, uh, commenting and liking uh, anti-Trump content. So he, he, he played the part of an anonymous uh, never Trumper 
um recently here uh pictured here at an event where um there was some ch yelling again in the background uh, but he took it well and um so that's so go ahead this is like a reverse joe biden yes that was the that was what i was trying to go for here um mm. she is uh you can't tell, but she is sniffing him. She's learned uh, as a survival mechanism to yell and sniff at the same time. Right. And um, so... What do you so, have going on with his tie there? What is that? Oh, wow. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Is that the back part of the tie came around to the front? I don't. I don't think so. I don't know what that is. Anyway, well, uh, we will get right on that. But yeah, so he, yeah. he had admitted in an interview with, I think, Salon. Anyway, he was in an interview and he said, I have one of those, what uh, I think is known as a lurker account. I won't tell you what it's called, but I'm out here a lurking. And so uh, some crack reporter got out and and started looking through his family's followers and tried to find any followers in common and then, uh, you know, Follow down that rabbit trail until uh, until he found Pierre Delecto, and then when uh, when they asked Romney if if that was Pierre Delecto, if he was Pierre Delecto, he said "C'est moi," which means it is me in French. Uh, Romney was a missionary in France as a um, teenager or young mm. adult or something. So, speaking of France, do not forget that Matt Wright and I will be. In Florence, which has a city also named Florence in Italy, which is next to France, which makes that segue make sense. But Matt and I will be in Florence uh, on this coming Saturday, November the 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, to cover the South Carolina Libertarian Party presidential debate featuring the powerhouses of the next presidential election, Kenneth Armstrong, Dan Berman. Joe Jorgensen, Adam Kokesh, Kim Ruff, and Vermin Supreme, moderated by Reason Magazine's own Matt Welsh, hosted, if you will, by Muddy Waters Media's own Matt Wright and Spike Cohen. We're hosting it, Matt. That's right. We we are hosting it. We are the we, actual hosts. We are the hosts of the event. We will be, uh, if, if you've ever had the pleasure of tuning in to one of our Demageddons, it'll be a lot like that, except we won't talk as much. We won't talk as much, and we will we'll, we'll, we'll treat the, the event a, a, a little more respectfully. 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 Respe and respectfully. And res um, yeah. So speaking of people who... Uh, Are dying to get places. Sp speaking of that, uh, noted CIA asset Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was recently killed in a U.S. raid in uh in syria um the head of the terrorist organization was killed by u.s special forces map i like that you put the brazzers thing on him well he got screwed huh huh hey, you know what i'm talking huh i do there we go oh hey uh yeah so um baghdadi was uh the Head of the uh, terrorist organization known as ISIS. Uh, he was chased down by a Belgian Malinois. I think that's how you say it. I don't know how to say that word. Named Conan. Yep, Belgian Malinois. 
Conan, good boy Conan, picture there. Belgian, oh, what a good boy. He chased down a terrorist. Who's a good boy? Who's a good yep. boy? Uh, seeing the sight of the dog, Baghdadi decided to set off his suicide vest, killing himself and three children. Trump uh, said in Trumpian fashion uh, that Baghdadi died like a coward and was whimpering at his death. And um, the NSA recently, or the Pentagon recently came out and said that they could not confirm that he was actually whimpering at his death. Um, but it's, it's, it's a bit of it's a bit of of i mean you can imagine he could have whimpered or he could have said you know i do this for allah or whatever but it doesn't matter in that moment or he could have just said kaboom I, yeah he, he could have yeah he could have said oh a dog i don't like dogs Bloop. so right. it could have it could have gone many ways ultimately he died his three children died with him it's yep. expected uh, that the explosion killed them. The uh, Magites have lauded this as a turning point in a presidential year that has been marred by uh, impeachment inquiries and other scandals. We could get into those here, but I'm certain most of us know about mm. a good portion of them already. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, the uh, Never Trumpers are saying this changes nothing in that Baghdadi was nothing more than a figurehead whose replacement will be someone cut from the same taquilla. <laughs> where's my thing that was a good one thank you why is that coming hold on i don't know do you want me to go again on that one i can, I can yeah say, I, yeah do that again never trumpers are saying that this changes nothing and that baghdadi was nothing more than a figurehead whose replacement will be somebody cut from the same taquilla hey <laughs> Huh? Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, of course, not ever wanting democracy to die in darkness. Whimpering like a coward. The Washington Post uh, posted, oh, the Post posted a touching obituary about the leader, referring to him as an austere religious scholar at the helm of the Islamic State. Because that was the part to focus on. Yes. What's funny is that wasn't their original headline. Oh, it wasn't? No, their original headline was uh, Terrorist in Chief, I believe, but they got a lot of flack for it. So they changed it to Austere Religious Scholar at Helm of Islamic State. Dies. You know, just unexpected. I, I mean, like they, went, they went from like left field to right field. Like they just they they missed all of the middle like they just went from one extreme all the way to the other right there was no way that there could have been maybe some kind of happy medium between austere religious scholar <laughs> and terrorist in chief maybe <laughs> maybe conflicted cleric something like it seems <laughs> it seems like there's some there's a few different places that they could go they also had they made a point to fact check nice hot take on uh on trump's assertion that Baghdad, Baghdadi died as a coward. Uh, they assert that uh, it couldn't have died as a coward because he blew himself up, which is in fact not but, a but coward with, move. But, but with it blowing himself up, he also took out three children to avoid a dog. To avoid a dog, right? So, in the eyes of the Washington Post, blowing you and three children up 
is stunning and brave. Stunning and brave. Now, Matt, how awkward would it be if those uh, three children turned out to be uh, one of his 72 virgins? <laughs> so, if anything gets this, this show yanked, it'll be that one. It'll be that joke. Of everything we've done here and will do here tonight. Right. It, that it'll will be, absolutely it'll be, be that joke that I wrote very late last night that I laughed about for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, you did good. That and cut from the Takia. Those two are those two are why you probably should just watch this show now and download it when it's done. Because <laughs> there's a good chance they're just going to... This one's going to go away. Ixnay on the Urgent's Bay. Right. Um, so, Matt... You you tell me this. The we normally do this time of of the show. We do the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment. But are we not saving his questions for the candidates? I don't know what this one is. Okay, I'm not. Okay. I have so no idea what this one is. This one could be for the candidates. This one could be for us. Let's see how far back this goes because we also missed a couple weeks. And so there may be some juicy stuff here. Let me see what we got. Folks, we may or may not have the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Anchor call in hour. Let's see. So these are for. Oh, okay. No, no. Okay. So he has one for libertarian debate and one for. So that one will be for the libertarian debate. Okay. All right. So we're going to cover this one. Although, no, we already covered that. Wait. Yeah, no. So it's just that one. Well, do you want to play it here, and we'll ask the, the yeah. Let's candidates? Uh, let's play it here, so everybody can get an idea of what uh, he's going to be asking the uh, candidates, and we can also answer it. Okay, cool. So this is ability. this is personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds. His question for the Libertarian candidates for the upcoming debate. Hi, my name is Chris Reynolds, and I have a question for the Libertarian candidates um, at the debate. As a lifelong conservative Republican, I feel like there are many people like me who are not exactly thrilled with their choices lately uh, for governmental representatives, um, especially for the presidency, but also other uh, positions, obviously. And uh, I, I, I feel like conservative Republicans, like with the actual ideology of conservatism, are probably most aligned with the libertarian um, political philosophy. And so I would love to hear what the candidates would argue or to persuade uh, someone like me to maybe vote libertarian. That's a good question. So that, that is a good question. And we can't really answer that. We can't answer it. I will say this, though. Because it's hard for me to hear a question and not say something. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the that's going to be a big part of this debate. So if you look at, and I'm going to plug it yet again, if you look at the candidates, and there, there are more candidates that aren't listed here, but these are the ones who met South Carolina's stringent requirements uh, for the, the declared candidates. Uh, the debate here is between those who think that the best way to move the party forward is to present what they perceive to be the most electable option and that that will attract 
Chris Reynolds and people like him and, you know, conservatives, liberals, people that are disgusted with the two main parties and are willing to give a third party a shot uh, and and maybe fully agrees with the platform, maybe doesn't, but at least is friendly enough to it that they'll give it a chance because they're just so disgusted with the options that the duopoly of the Democrats and Republicans have been offering them for generations. Uh, the other side of that camp, who we will be staying with in a cabin in the woods, uh, 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 and there, he's not the only one, but they're, 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 the other side of that camp says, no, we have very set strident principles. We need to stay bold and, and, and unwavering in those principles, even at times when it's unpopular and sh- shoot it out there for everyone to hear and to show them that, you know, part of why they're getting screwed by the other two parties is because, those ideologies that those parties are based on are also wrong and that they should come and uh and that they should come and 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 join the party um so far in my mind the libertarian party has tried a combination of both at the same time which has not fared the best it's true that uh in the last in the last presidential election the libertarian party got uh more than double the percentage of the vote that they've ever gotten before that was three point like two six percent so what was higher than that i thought it was 3.9 was it i mean i could i could be wrong but it's three it wasn't four put it, it that was way four. Yeah. it really i'm not even gonna look it up because it's three something it wasn't four right and it wasn't 30 something which is what you would need pretty much in a three-way race to, to have a shot of winning the electoral college, at least in the high twenties, low thirties, and it would have to be spread in the right states or whatever. It's it's right. it's it's nowhere near that. So it's about a tenth of what it needed to be. So it's going to be an interesting debate, uh, and uh, and we'll we'll see what they have to answer. But ultimately, that's what it's going to take because most Americans are not libertarian. So so, so far. So far, uh, Muddied Waters Media has had the pleasure of having three of the candidates that are going to be on that b- debate stage yes. on our programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like all three of them. I, you know, we've had uh, Vermin was on your show. Kim Ruff has been on both of our shows. Yep. And uh, Dan Berman, I had him on my show. Right. Uh, I like all three of these candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, really great people uh really great people really nice people uh fun they're they're really fun people i look Uh, forward to meeting uh, all three of them this weekend they're like really cool people to hang out with right yeah uh i actually i met dan berman in person here in tampa when they Hmm. did the uh, debate or they had the uh convention in tampa uh the florida convention and uh super nice guy you know had a good time hanging out with him for what little bit that i did um but yeah definitely looking forward to meeting everybody oh and i met kokesh years ago um i met kokesh years ago he's he's adam he's adam yeah so i'm interested to see so we don't know uh what the questions are going to be in fact no one knows except for the moderator uh matt welsh he has been given full um editorial authority to uh to to choose the questions he's the he's the editor-in-chief of reason he he's he's gonna we we can trust that he's gonna have good good solid questions um i'm interested to see how much 
he asks the candidates about their whatever personal foibles they may have out there, how many, you know, their scandal that they may have. If he does, in my mind, the one that's possibly going to be the most affected by that is would be Adam because he does have a, a few different things there. He has uh, some allegations of domestic abuse. Uh, he has allegations uh, uh, that he ran a uh, scam uh, related to some uh, silver coins, something like that. I was just recently on Enemy of the State, State's uh, Dank Pod Stash, and the host Nick Irwin was kind of breaking down that whole situation there. Uh, he does have the parking lot incidents. Matt. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much those are those are the three big ones. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the the triad of of things you can you can do. Right. Fraud, uh, on, the, on this show, there's a bunch of triads you just can't do if you want to be an elected official. That's um, that's the, this triad is definitely one of them. Uh, one but of them. yeah, Adam, Adam's Adam. He's he likes this. He's he's a pot stirrer, and while yeah. I think that's great for activism on a certain aspect, I don't know how well it would do uh, in an election. Uh, I don't know how well he would fare in an election, but. When I met him back in 2015 or whatever it was, uh, he said he was running for president in 2020. And, uh, well, you know, at least he kept his word. He did. He is running for president. He is is literally running for president. So you can't take that from him. Um, I only knew him as, and I just recognized the name, as the guy who disrupted the 2008 uh, Republican convention when they uh, introduced John McCain. Um, he was the, he was an Iraq war vet and a anti-war protester. And he went to the convention and started shouting something and everyone shouted him down and said, you chanted USA, USA. And he got, he got kicked out. So I remembered that name from that. And then I remembered he kept doing anti-war activism after that. He um, also did I, a, uh, he also did a, uh, second amendment, uh, activist thing in DC where he carried a gun like a rifle through the mall on DC NDC. Oh. Yeah. Um So he's bold. He's bold. He's bold. I mean, he got arrested. He also set up a uh he set up a dance party cuz there's there's some weird law that you can't dance at the Jefferson Memorial. I think it's the Jefferson. It's the Jefferson or the Lincoln. Don't know why, don't know why the law is there, but it's there and he set up a dance party. <laughs> at that that. memorial okay he threw like an impromptu he threw like an impromptu rave at this memorial and um he got in trouble for that too and those i'm actually those i you know yeah i mean those are are great there's nothing wrong with any of that right Right. no absolutely nothing wrong with any of those protests or any of those uh activist movements uh but you know just walmart parking lots um can't be spilling the seed all over Sam Walton's parking lots. Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. This could all be propaganda from big parking lot, uh, from the, the 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 property owner class trying to you know keep us from enjoying our lives on their on their their lots that they That's own. Right. That's uh, true. But no, so we'll see how that goes, uh, and you'll see it too when you tune into the South Carolina Libertarian debate. Libertarian Party debate in Florence, South Carolina, Saturday, November 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern. And we will put in the show notes the link to the to sign up. 
uh, on Eventbrite. But if you go to sclp.org, they have all the info there. You could sign up for the convention, for the debate. You can sign up for all of that. So we'll see. I'm actually kind of interested in uh, learning more about Kenneth Armstrong and Joe Jorgensen because going into the 2016 election, uh, I knew most of the candidates then too. I knew Austin Peterson. I knew Gary Johnson, uh, John McAfee. uh, But, oh, I'm blanking on that guy's name. I'm that libertarian. Oh, uh, crap. Sam, I'm looking at his face right now. It's Mark. Mark. Something. Is it Mark? Hold on. Mike? Mark? Uh, oh, God. The, 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 the Jewish guy. He's your people. Uh, Mark Allen Feldman. I could. I was looking at his face while yeah. like, I Mark was I, uh, picturing his but, face, but I couldn't. Yeah. He turned out to be my favorite, my favorite candidate to watch, but I didn't think that he had a decent chance of winning. But he turned out to be my favorite candidate to watch because he had an energy about him that I just really, really enjoyed. And... Like, I know, you know, I know Vermin, I know Adam, I know uh, Kim, and I know Dan. So I'm wondering if one of those two is going to be like the Mark Allen Feldman of 2020, for me anyway. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. This is a very especially broad mix of candidates, even though there's only six of them. Uh, Kenneth Armstrong is actually, I believe, a registered Republican. Um, who is more of a kind of constitutionalist conservative type, um, which that will be interesting to see how well that's received um, in South Carolina and, and elsewhere, especially since he's not a, a, an established name uh, in the party. Um, Dan, everyone loves Dan. It's a question of, of you know, if you think he's the right pick. Joe Jorgensen was actually the vice presidential pick for, was it Harry Brown in 1996? It was in 96 yeah um so it was whoever they picked for 96 so she has a lot of i guess a lot of the older party people really like her um but i'd never heard of her so that will be interesting to see uh adam has his following kim definitely has her following and of course vermin is um i mean he's vermin people who don't know politics know vermin that right right I was talking. I was talking. I was uh, talking to a couple of people the other day, and I was saying that we were going to be staying with. I was like, "How well do you know politics?" And they're like, "Not well." I was like, "Well, we're going to be staying with Vermin Supreme," and they were. I don't know who that is. I like, guess he wears a boot on his head. They're, You're staying with that guy? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yep, I am. Vermin actually over last week for the better part of two days was the number one trending video on TikTok, which is a video audio sharing app that like kids use and so kids were sharing videos of him singing about you know putting a boot on your head and brushing your teeth and ponies like whatever you think of his shtick he definitely can present the argument that he's the most well-known person in the in the room um so it's gonna be very like it is gonna be i'm i'm actually like really looking forward to this debate not just because i'm a part of it and uh, but because I, I'm, I'm interested to hear what these guys have to say about which of their ideas uh, uh, and, 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 and way of presenting it is going to be the, the most to spread the liberty message, which I think is probably the most important part of this debate overall. Um, Jacob, uh, Jacob LaBelle says that uh, Augie should come back, Augie being uh, Austin, Austin Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm assuming it's Austin Peterson and not. Uh, Chris Reynolds uh, saying uh, Spike failing to show cleavage yet again. Very disappointing. You know, the thing is, you you missed the pre-show. Oh, in the pre, (laughs) 
So in the pre-show, I was testing my theory that if I didn't have as much white in the foreground, that it would get lighter. And so Matt saw Matt saw the whole upper yeah. Monty. It, w- it was little... it was Nipple Tuesday here at was, Muddied Waters Media Studios. Double Nipple Tuesday That's up right. in this. You got a little preview of the Myrtle Beach uh, bathroom situation. Um, but uh, yeah, Austin Peterson. Uh, I if I were him, I wouldn't come back. I absolutely would not come back if I were Austin Peterson because of how he was treated in the party after he lost. Well, I remember he didn't he is like a show of um, good faith. He gave like a, a flintlock pistol replica to, to Gary, Gary Johnson, who like immediately threw it in the garbage in front of him or something like that. Yeah, he did. Uh, he didn't throw it in front of him, but he threw it away. Somebody else found it in the garbage. Like, why would, why would you do that? Uh, I mean, I know that the I know that the two campaigns had uh, a very contentious relationship, and they were kind of warring a lot throughout the course of that. And then when Gary won, Austin did that in a show of good faith to be like, right. "Hey, I hope you win." And Gary's. I don't know who it was, if it was his campaign manager or if it was Gary himself or something, threw it in the trash and somebody said that they saw it. And then he tried to deny it. Um, And then then after that, like, you had higher-ups in the party, smarmy kind of people that are higher up. Smarmy folks in the party, yeah. Yeah, the smarmy people way up high in the party uh, who... uh, who uh, were saying that you didn't need the Austin Petersons, you needed more of your Gary Johnsons and stuff like that. And it's just kind of like, well, you know what? I'm out. And I don't blame him. I would yeah, love to. If, if you're going to call someone out by name like that, I, like if I were trying to do something in the party and they were like, yeah, we don't like people like Spike Cohen, I'd say, okay, great. I don't, you don't need me then. Like, I, and I, don't, know if he, I don't know if you ever actually uh, – called him out by name but it was obvious that that's who he was talking about you know his followers right just republicans who are trying to while he's courting gary johnson and bill weld um (laughs) it's yeah well exactly i mean if you're if you're gonna get a republican get one that's at least something leaning towards libertarian and i and And i don't jacob neither one of us said it was swarwark you you came to that conclusion all on your own who came to the Uh, conclusion we were talking about nick swarwark Jacob Lobel. How uh, Jacob? Jacob. First of all, it's it's Sarwark. I, th- I think that's. But that you have no idea uh, who you were talking uh, about. Sar- yeah, Swar Swar. I for it, one, maybe it could have been Swarwack. Don't know who. I am is. fully. Maybe it was Swarwack. It could have been Swarwack. Let's say it's Swarwack. <laughs> it was. We were definitely oh. talking about someone named Swarwack. Swarwack, yeah. But I'd be um, outraged that you would insinuate literally. Yeah, so Austin Peter, I, I don't see Austin Peterson ever coming back. I see him remaining a low, low-level GOPer forever, but continuing to run uh, in like Missouri for stuff. Well, yeah. libertarian, uh, the magazine, Libertarian Republic. Oh, that's right. That's his thing. Libertarian Republic's his magazine. Yeah. Right. He'll continue running Libertarian Republic, and he will, you know. He'll he'll do that, and he'll make a difference the best way that he can. Here's the thing that a lot of libertarians on both the left and right don't like talking about. So I'm going to say it. 
if you wanted to win a presidential election in the short term, you would need to get the votes of not just people like the Freedom Ninjas, Austin Peterson's people, who are typically kind of libertarian leading, not all of them, but but many of them are kind of libertarian leaning conservatives who may right. not agree with libertarian orthodoxy down the down the down the you know, they may not check every single box of libertarianism like like Matt and I do, the only true libertarians. Uh but you're going to need people's votes, people like that. To get 30-something percent of the national vote, you're going to need to get people like that. You're going to need to get people who are sort of that equivalent on the left where they're kind of libertarian-leaning, but then they still support stuff that is not libertarian um, but are willing to give the Libertarian Party a chance. You're going to need to get a lot of political independents and unaffiliated who aren't even, are, aren't even sure what they think but are, are not really all that libertarian but are just disgusted by how things are going right now. If you want to become a party that only creates strict, strong libertarians that do outreach, that's great. But you can't then talk, pivot and talk about winning national elections because the electorate right now is nowhere near that. So you would need yep. to spend years, possibly decades of growing that grassroots of, of libertarians and affecting yep. change on that level before you could win a presidential election. And I will say that the number of libertarians that have been elected since 2014 has gone up something. I can't remember the numbers because I'm not in the party anymore, so I don't really pay attention to them. But it's gone up exponentially in yeah. the lower levels, which is yep. what you need to do. Yep. And we've always stated that it's a bottom-up uh, party. Right. Because you're, you're not going to win the presidency. You're not going to win the presidency. You're not going to win a Senate seat. Maybe a House seat kind of possibly – but probably what would happen then is somebody leaving the GOP or leaving the Democratic Party and switching to Libertarian. Switches that party, right. That's right. going to be more likely what is going to happen. You need to start winning the city council races, which you're seeing a lot more of. I know many Libertarians who are mayors and city council members and uh, county officials kind of things. Yep. And then you, those people need to get elected to the state uh state house state legislature whatever you have in your particular state and then to state senate and then move their way up that way to prove that they do good work as a libertarian and then right. move up good it's the only way you're going to do it right now you're not going to beat the duopoly um and, and hope and hope the, that the you chance don't... of a libertarian beating the duopoly right now is about as good a chance as spike getting his anarchist dream to beat the duopoly. Yes. And here's the thing. For any of these six people or any of the other people that are running as libertarians, in order for you to win the next liber the next presidential election, you need to convince tens of millions of non-libertarians to vote for you. And it's probably your there's the, the chance of you turning enough of them into libertarians in the next 13 months is Decide where I actually 12 months. I mean, it's it's just over 12 months now. Yeah. I mean, we're coming up on the one year time. Um, it'll it'll be 12 months at the time that we do this. Pretty debate. much, yeah. It'll be it'll be a year almost exactly by the time of of the actual debate. And in order to get that many people to vote for you, you're probably not going to turn them libertarian. But you may be able to share libertarianism and say, hey, it's worth giving us a chance. You know, what are the odds of that happening? We'll find out together. 
Um, Chris, but Chris Reynolds says require everyone to read Atlas Shrugged and you have a chance. Well, except we'd have to require them to. And also, uh, if they didn't, if there's a good chance they would never finish it, which would also mean that they would never be able to vote. Um, they wouldn't be able to come out to vote because they're too busy reading Atlas Shrugged. Too busy reading Atlas Shrugged and the 57 page monologue by John Galt. I mean, it's worth a shot. There's a there's a few things I'd uh, I'd I'd have them read. Some some Rothbard and some Mises and some Spooner. No treason. If they read No Treason, then they definitely wouldn't vote. Yeah. If they read No Treason by our good friend Spooner, who who is who is responsible for the most popular meme we've ever made. Which thankfully we watermarked the the Spooner meme. The Spooner meme. We talked about that during Demageddon too. We did. And oh, Demogen the Spooner 3. Meme. The Spooner meme. The Spooner so, meme was basically a private joke for me. And nobody, nobody else got it. And it made me so sad that nobody remembered this Disney movie from like the 80s or early 90s that started. I barely remembered it when you brought it up. When you're like, Spooner, you mean like the guy in the high school? And I'm like, the hell are you talking about and then i'm like oh yeah and so we made it 5 30 in the morning coach. what's that the wrestling coach the wrestling coach. The forger broke out of prison forging the signature of the uh warden and then <laughs> he became a wrestling coach just a classic it, movie it is a classic movie brendan fraser was in that was he really i let me check i'm looking that up <laughs> Brendan Fraser Spooner. Um, Brendan yeah. Fraser. It was it was a very difficult movie to. Uh, it was a very difficult movie to find. Because. Yeah, this is it. Brendan Fraser wasn't in this movie. Don't lie to me. Wait, what? But this is. Oh, that's Robert, a difference. Robert Urich, Jim Town. No, Brendan Fraser isn't in this movie. Brendan Fraser would have been oh, great. Oh, Brent Spooner. David Fraser. Oh, you know what? I probably saw that and thought it was Brendan Fraser. So Brent David Fraser, of course, right. was in. You know famous. him, right? I mean, famous for uh, Wild at Heart, Broken Vessels, Dark Side of Genius, and Tallest Trees. All of my favorite, my favorite flicks. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, no, that was a that was a joke, a, a private joke that. No one else got. Speaking of private jokes that no one else got, Democrats have moved forward with the uh, impeachment hearings against Donald Trump um, due to uh, Republican arguments about an unfair process. The House Democrats will, for the first time, vote uh, on impeachment procedures on Thursday. Uh, it's not going to be a vote on whether he'll be impeached, but I guess on the I guess is that on the rules of how they'll be doing it. Right. Uh, it's going to affirm how the ongoing investigation will go and establish procedures for public hearings. Uh, and this is they're doing public hearings for this part of it, which is actually that's kind of new um, from what I understood from everything that I was reading on it. Um, so we're going to be able to see the interviews. And I, one of them, they had a hearing today, which I meant to put this in the notes um, with. Hang on a second. Uh, with the with the whistleblower, um, 
He was a army colonel, testifies that he raised concerns about Ukraine and Trump. Um, what was his name? I really should put all this in the notes, but I kind of got stuck watching BoJack Horseman. Alexander Vindman, Lieutenant Colonel, uh, served in Iraq and was later a diplomat, uh, says that he was the one that did that. And Democrats are very disturbed by what he said in his testimony. Um, and he said that he did not care. He said that he did not care uh, that he was being harassed by the White House. Um, and Chris Reynolds and I, last time that he and I had an extended amount of time to sit down and talk, we're talking about the rules of impeachment. Uh, and uh, there's no, there's none. There are none. Yeah. There are no rules to impeachment. So it makes it very difficult for somebody to go, you're doing this wrong. Because it's however they decide to vote on it. Right. Like however so, they decide to run the thing. Right. It's however the, the Democrats can run it however they want. I mean, right. the Republicans did back in 1998, seven, eight, seven, eight, seven. No, it started in 97. Yeah. Right. Um, they, uh, the Republicans did it however they wanted back then. The Democrats are doing it however they want now. But so they said, okay, fine. We're going to do everything out in public. Um, authorize the release of witness deposition transcripts and outline the process of or transferring evidence to the House Judiciary Committee. Um, so they're going to be putting everything out there for the public to see, allegedly. Uh, I won't say that they will because it's the government and they never really do that. Right. Uh, and the thing is, like, so the way it works broadly is that the, the phase of the impeachment that the House does is more of the indictment. So, like, if it, comparing it to, to a private citizen being going through the, 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 the arrest, indictment, trial process, the this is sort of the grand jury slash indictment phase where the uh, the the prosecution and the, the government decides whether they're even going to move forward with a trial uh, on this person. And that is usually done in secret. Like, for the rest of us, that's done in secret. We don't get to present evidence. We don't get to do any of that. Uh, that is done in secret. The, uh, the um, trial part, which is what the Senate does, uh, is the part where you can present evidence and see your accusers and all of that stuff. So this, if it's done this way, this is a new level of, I guess, uh, a, uh, government privilege that you, you know, politician privilege, where you even get to take part in the government deciding whether to indict you or not. But it right. also gives an additional opportunity for, I guess, the public to hear if any of this is even worth going to trial in the first place. So we shall see. Right. And it's none of this matters. <laughs> like none of this matters. Absolutely none of this matters uh, because the GOP put on a circus over the past week, uh, storming the doors of a Democrat meeting on the impeachment saying, we have a right to be there. And right the democrats were like well no i mean not really you don't have to be here but if you want to come here and the republicans turned it into a pizza party which i thought was really funny because of pizzagate um <laughs> and uh they turned it into this pizza party and then they were i think that the nancy pelosi was like okay we're gonna have to put this out in public so that's why they're pushing the vote for this week 
But no matter how many circus events the GOP puts on around the circus event that the Democrats are currently putting on, this impeachment is happening. This is yep. happening. Yeah. There, there is a 98% chance he gets impeached. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean removed. That's the not removed. That, just that, that there's it, a ninety eight percent chance that he's going to get indicted, and then he's going to go to the Senate forward for trial. to trial. Yeah, yeah, right. And and so and he, then the question of whether he will be convicted by the Senate. A few months ago, Matt and I would have said absolutely not. It's not going to happen. That increasingly looks like it's at least possible. Right. Um, I wouldn't say. I'd still say it's at least sixty-five, thirty-five that it's not going to happen, just because just because it is a Republican majority Senate who is about to go into a contentious election where they will desperately need support of their base. So the only and, way they're going to vote to impeach him is if it's overwhelming that he did something that was, you know, and, and the public turns enough on him that they can safely do it and then and still be able to get reelected. Right. And no matter how much Pierre Del Delecto uh, rail, rails and rallies against them, um, right now the Republicans are worried that they are going to get absolutely swept in 2020. Yep. Yep. They, yep. This is something they are legitimately concerned about right now. Two years ago, they were thinking they were going to sweep. Now they're worried that they are going to get swept and they're yep. going to lose the Senate and the presidency and not gain, uh, regain control of the house. Right. Um, so they're going to have to really think should is voting for impeachment or voting for conviction, the right thing. And, and, uh, I don't see it happening. Chris Reynolds brings up a good point of getting 17 to 18 Republicans to flip seems very unlikely, which, which yes, is what it, it would does. take. Exactly. Yep. yep. Which, yes, that does. Unless you get 70% of Americans thinking that he should be, if you yeah, get 70% of Americans thinking he should be, especially in swing States, you can do it. Yeah. If it goes, if it goes into the mid to high sixties, I start thinking it's at least, even odds that 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 they'll they'll vote to remove now right now a majority of americans in almost all polling uh support not just impeachment but removal of trump it's usually around anywhere between 51 and 53 percent now to keep that in mind at the height of the and i definitely as i'm saying this i should have made a graphic to show you but at the height of the right before nixon during his impeachment right before he resigned um he uh polling gallup polling had the general public at 57% support for his impeachment. Now, to put that in perspective, in today, a larger percentage of both Democrats and independents want Trump impeached than the number than the percentage of Democrats and independents who wanted Nixon impeached. The reason that it's only 52% now and it was 57% then is only like 10% of Republicans want Trump impeached. Uh, whereas back then, the numbers between Democrats, independents and Republicans were there, there wasn't much difference between them on whether they thought Nixon should be impeached or not, which speaks a lot to the ever increasing partisan nature 
of politics, how it's less and less to do with any actual policy differences and, and, and whether you perceive them to have integrity or not. And it's more and more to do with just, are they on my team or not? Do, does the, uh, the media that I, I focus, that I refuse to, that I only listen to and refuse to listen to anyone else who supports my party and doesn't support the other party, are they saying this is a good idea or not? So right. if, if you see, put it this way, if you see Fox and, and conservative media, the conservative media sphere in general, even start to get wishy-washy on whether Trump should be impeached or not, as opposed to right now where they're just flat out saying, absolutely not, this is a sham of a, you know, a joke. Um, if that changes, things were going to change across the board. Because right now, a very large percentage of almost all Democrats and something like 60-something percent or, or in the high 50s percentage of, of, um, of uh, independents want him impeached. The only thing that's keeping that number in the low majority is the fact that almost no Republicans want him impeached. So right. it's really like, we're, but that 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 large base saying absolutely not, don't you dare impeach him, is exactly what can potentially keep all those Republicans from voting to impeach him. Because if they have any shot in this next election, it's not going to come from them pissing off their guaranteed voters. So it's really going to come down to how it can be messaged. It's really, you know, all of this really comes down to messaging more than like evidence. So. Very true. Uh, right now, like I'm still sticking with our initial, our initial bets of yes, yeah, right he's getting yeah. that's, that's going to happen. Um, but I don't, I, I don't see a conviction right now because Chris Reynolds is right. 17 to 18 senators flipping very difficult to get. That's a big road uh, to hope. Possible, yeah. but difficult. Um, it it would take Republicans saying, you know what, this is this guy is so toxic and radioactive from what's being released. Let's just dump him and spend the next year saying how great Pence is and 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 move forward from this chapter. It would take them thinking that it's more of a risk of them leaving him in place and facing the ire of the general electorate than to completely potentially lose their base. Uh, it, so I mean, it, it's. There's still a long way to go, but it definitely looks more at least potentially possible than it did even two or three months ago or six months ago. So over uh, over on the best social media app network uh, on the Internet, Kingsley asked, can we impeach them all? And uh, that would be great. That'd be great. If if we could figure out how to do it, but a lot of them would have to vote against themselves and that's just not going to happen. Yeah, there's I, I I would I mean I anytime I see a, a poll should politician of any name be impeached? Yes. I don't care who it is. Trump when it was Obama, yes. Uh if uh a Democrat gets elected this next time around, should Biden, Warren, Bernie, should they be yes. Should Buttigieg, yes. Should Ted Cruz, yes. Should like the state senator yes so yes that's that is definitely kingsley we definitely uh we definitely support universe we support universal impeachment we we were given uh four dollars to see your chest hair and it keeps going down a penny oh until i do okay here sorry guys here i i need i need my sweet 398 right so here you go <laughs> 
so i hope that helps but um yeah hopefully we, that hopefully that helps and stops the uh stops the, the, the hemorrhaging of our money over on float <laughs> guys by the way please just everyone stop using facebook and go to float.app <laughs> and just sign up for float yeah. i just like i don't want to use any of these other platforms anymore if i don't have to no the only reason i still use the other ones is because it kind of have to you kind of have to but really we're just a conduit a pipeline if you will a gateway right. we're a gateway drug to float just inhale us a little and then move on over to float i don't know if you're watching us on facebook or on uh the periscope or youtube or whatever uh go over to float right that, now if you think that we look good here yeah go to float right now yes like, I have the 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 version that I have on the screen that I'm recording it on does not look as good as the version on Float. It is spectacular. It is absolutely spectacular. There is and, no uh, There's no comparison. By the way, we're going to share And see this is where the pain is, guys. So, this debate South Carolina, I don't know if you guys heard, uh, we're going to be covering, Matt and I are going to be hosting the South Carolina Libertarian Party presidential debate in Florence this Saturday, November the 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, That's going to be covered on the official South Carolina Libertarian Party's page on their Facebook page. Now, we're going to share it on Float so that our Float followers will see it. But ideally, we'd like to have it on Float. But And it would be on Float, but we're not the ones streaming it. And I guess my point to this is that I just want everyone to use Float. <laughs> just everyone. Just everybody. Everybody. Everybody, use float. everybody go as soon as this show is over. Actually, just go now. Right now. Just go to float.app slash muddywatersmedia slash live and check out this sweet ass program that you're watching right now. And if you and, want to comment, you actually have to sign up for a uh, an account with them. So yeah, you can watch without having to sign up. But sign up; it's free. It There's takes no like ads. Twelve they don't seconds. Shadow ban you. They you don't can do ban anything you. you want. They don't take down your posts. It's just, it's everything you love about social media, plus more chest hair. Right, and minus Zuckerberg. Yeah, no Zuckerberg. No, by the way, since I said, since I summoned the name of the devil, (laughs) did we, did, did everybody see where he called Facebook a bastion of free expression? I did. What, what was that crap? Like, who is he fooling on that one? How, how dare he? Now, I support the fact that because what he was talking about was uh, he doesn't he was that was in uh, reference to what um, what's going on with China uh, banning and and, and censoring uh, stuff that's critical of them. Correct. Uh, yeah, I yes, I, I think that's I think, the case. I, I think that was what it was in reference to. I did. I after I saw that sentence, I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, no, he's not yet. Bastion of free speech. Do you Fuck guys it. feel like for for those who 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 have followed us on our magical journey on Facebook? 
do you feel that this has been a bastion of free speech really they took our like button they took away, our like button like away. Eight months ago and you they won't tell us why we can't even tell you the number of memes and videos that you have not been allowed to see that we've posted and they immediately disappeared yep. just immediately because hitler remember... playing xbox is a hate crime i remember what was said the very first thing we that muddied waters media ever had taken down i remember the exact line and i won't say it because i don't want it taken down again right but i remember the exact line and it made me laugh so incredibly hard and caleb i believe caleb franz was on he was either on that show or he messaged me as soon as it was said uh and I know I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't you either. Oh. Um, but I got I got a message from Caleb Franz, and he was like, "Well, that one's going to go away." And as soon as that show ended, it was gone. Well, everyone just needs to go over to Float. Right, go over to Float. You can check out us and. <laughs> Kingsley says, let's hear it here on flow. I'm also, we're streaming to everywhere, man. Yeah, see, that's the problem, I guys. Like, yeah, I, I'd love to say it on flow. Well, you can comment it on flow. I can comment it on flow. I, oh, yeah, I can comment it on flow. Yeah, you can comment it on flow. So you can comment yeah. it, but we certainly can't say it because we're on the rest of social media, sadly. Because the other if you seven. I don't know what it is. Go over to float right now to the live and. Sign up for an account and you'll be able you'll get it. Hey, wait, our, our 398 went up to 399. This is sweet. You know, I always knew that I could end up showing skin for money. I didn't know it would be in my later years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was the line. That was what was said by somebody on this show that got our first thing ever taken off of Facebook. Oh, right. Well, yep. And again, I didn't say it. I was now, not the person who said it. Thankfully, we have never told another rape joke on this show since then. We do not condone rape. We here at Muddy Waters we Media would like to take a moment to express our total disavowal of rape and even rape adjacent acts like heavy petting. Forced heavy petting. Forced heavy petting. Yeah, I mean, heavy, <laughs> welcome heavy petting, of course, is, is. So and, breaking you know, news. Aaron, Aaron I, I, I understand. Yes, it does happen. It does. I didn't say, again, I didn't say it. In the context of what the guy was saying, in the context of what the guy was saying, he was attempting poorly to defend the statement that, shouldn't have been defendable <laughs> and he said that but that's and his first amendment right matt it is his first amendment to right say so. that because here's it the is. thing guys about free speech free We're speech heavy sniffing heavy biden. no heavy sniff again forced heavy sniffing well biden does the forced heavy sniffing. oh yeah no no that would be an example or, or what what um 
what Greta's doing to poor Pierre here. <laughs> right, to poor I mean, Pierre. Here, let me, where, where's... Not just row. So, I mean, this is not... This this can't possibly be consensual. No. I mean, that's a that's an uncomfortable laugh there. Right, that's an that uncomfortable Pierre's smile. Doing. That's a... That's a uh... Look, his tie's even doing a weird thing. That's that's his off kilter. His hair's a little must. Mitt you can Romney see is not happy there. No, he he is not in a good place. In that is room. that is, I mean, that's a terrible. Like he's not happy right now, and I mean, this is this is this is not good. This is not good, it's Matt. So a very sad state of affairs going it is on a there serious for Mitt Romney. Period. It is. It's it's sad. And now we have some breaking news uh, from uh, uh, in in Burger King news that that Matt's going to read. Okay, I, I'm not reading this. This is a this is not a real story. I'm not reading it. I mean, I'll read it, but I'm going to preface it. This is not a real story. Free speech is not for protecting things that are real, Matt. That's true. Uh, I mean, according to Facebook ads anyway. Um, Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Zuck had to go and talk in front of Congress on it. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with her whole diatribe that didn't make any sense. Um, Okay, so. uh, So a little backstory. Uh, A couple of months ago, somebody created a fake story and okay. snuck it into my notes uh, to see if Spike would read it. And he did. And so she decided to try again and she couldn't come up with something. So uh, her friend came up with something to see if Spike would read it. And uh, Spike instead said, Matt is going to read this part, but I'm going to let everybody know this is a fake story. And not something that we would have ever said on this show other than that. So it's, Justin, it, uh, if you're watching, this is this is for you. This is, uh, by the way, guys, because it's all fake news from here on out for the rest of the episode is all fake news. Yeah, it is, um, it's all fake news. This is all like everything out. else we have here. None of this is real. Um, this is a far less believable story than the one I read. I just want to say that. Anyway, Matt, go ahead. So uh, Burger King in Alaska committed quite a little boo-boo. Willow Palin, Sarah Palin's non-autistic child, recently contracted hepatitis A from a Burger King when she consumed a Whopper with trace amounts of feces. Not just normal feces, the son of an Alaskan pipeline worker's feces. Ain't that a shit-covered bitch? We've all consumed feces from Burger King, but we assume Willow's stomach wasn't used to anything besides snow and king crab. Ironically, Trig, who is Sarah Palin's autistic child, ate the same meal with no effect. We believe this is because he consumes his own feces nearly every day. So I guess you take the good things with the bad. He may not have contracted hepatitis, but he still has autism. I hadn't actually fully read that. (laughs) 
Guys, we'd like to take a, a moment. <laughs> we here at Muddy Waters Media are very supportive of the neuro non-typical community, which includes those on the spectrum. Yeah, that um. That... Yeah. yeah. So, guys, I don't even have a segue out of that. I'm just sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just very sorry. Um. Oh, I've got one, but it would only really just take this down much lower than it already went. I mean, I guess it's possible to go lower than we currently are. So let's try to maybe. I guess go. Hey, speaking of trying to get up high from where we are currently, yep. at, at some drone footage from our very own Rusty Shackelford uh, of the uh, Pedo Island of uh, of uh, of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself. Uh, had a he's been doing routine footage of Pedo Island, the the I think it's called Little Saint James Island in Little the U.S. Virgin Islands. Little St. James? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he uh, has been taking footage. By the way, I am. it is insane how precise these drones are. This looks like someone panning back and forth on like a video game or something. Uh, but this is footage of the, uh, from the, uh, from uh, Pedo Island. He has tons of footage. Um, but that's, that's the footage in question because uh, you may not have been able to see it there. But uh, apparently the guy, and I'll show a, I'll show a bit of it again. Uh, the guy there on the left, uh, the, the guy the, in the blue shirt and the, the tan guy, pants. Yeah, there. the guy, the guy in the blue shirt and the tan pants who doesn't wave at the camera like the other guy did. Um, apparently looks a lot like notably non-suicided, committing former owner and current pedophile Jeffrey Epstein who we have been told is dead to the point where they've actually compared his, that he has like hunched shoulders and there's a lot of stuff going on here that this, the assertion is that that's Jeffrey Epstein. Right. The assertion is that it's Jeffrey Epstein. The official um, statement is that that's a maintenance guy. Uh, I, it's just, if that is Jeffrey Epstein, it would be really dumb of him to go to that island. Yeah. It would be really dumb. Like, why would you go to the island and, like, talk with the many witnesses? Because there's another, if you look, there's other pictures. Oh, it's not from there. So there's actually another shot from the drone where it's from behind, uh, where you can see that. And he's talking to, like, four or five people. And... You know, I want to believe. I want to believe as much as any person that hates the government. That Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself and that he's still alive and well. Well, I don't think he killed himself. I don't think he killed himself. I don't know about the alive and well part. It would be nice because it would mean that at some point he could be caught and and have to say all the stuff that he avoided saying by not killing himself. Um, But yeah, I don't think he did. 
I don't, I don't think he's still alive. I think he's dead. But I like a good baseless conspiracy theory. By the way, also, if you watch the drone video, they're so worried that people are going to realize Epstein's there that the guy there on the right waves to the camera. Says, hey, how you doing? Right. Uh, and the other guy, he looks up, talks for a little bit longer, then gets into his little golf cart thingy and leaves. Yeah, he's not the least bit bothered at all. So is it likely that he's hiding in plain sight in his own island? Sure. Right. Theoretically, what is much more likely is that that is somebody who is just an old white guy who is there, who looks suspiciously like Jeff Epstein. Uh, We have a comment from noted non-top fan Jason Lyon, uh, who says the lack of beards on this stream is disheartening. Well, we used to have beards on this program, on this channel, but he cares more about his family. So, sorry. I think this is the first time ever that I have more facial hair than you. (laughs) Just to keep in mind, I shaved, I think, like five hours ago. And I'm already developing a little bit of a thing here. How many hours ago did you shave, Matt? (laughs) There's some numbers that math can't calculate. (laughs) Uh, I think it was last Wednesday. The quantum computers that they're working on over at Google, one of the first (laughs) things they're going to do is to calculate how many hours it took for Matt to grow out that sweet-ass beard he's got there. Mm -hmm. But yes, in this moment in time, Matt Wright has more facial hair here at 9.49 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings yes. Time on Mark October on the 29th, calendar. 2019, Matt Wright has more facial hair than Spike Cup. Aaron Nakamoto says, did you see that Luke Rudkowski and Jeff Berwick stormed Little St. James Island this past weekend? I did. I didn't realize. I wasn't making the connection from the pictures that they were taking where they were. I was like, oh, they must be somewhere in like Acapulco or something. But yeah, it turned out they stormed, they stormed the island. Right, uh, and she included the uh, video. So if you go over to Float and sign up for an account, so you can see the uh, comments, you can uh, click on the video as soon as this one's done. I guess all we're trying to say is just join Float. Right, join Float. Go to Float.app or download the Float app on uh, whatever Apple calls their ridiculousness, or Absolutely. Google Play, the App Store. Or go to Google Play and uh, and download the app. It's a good yeah. app. It is a good it's app. Co- it moves so quick. We've gotten so used to Facebook moving slowly and that you forget that websites used to be quick. You press yeah. something and it immediately comes up. Yep. That's what Float's like. Yeah, Float's uh, – let me go to the home screen here. Jacob LaBelle says Float AF. Exactly. Float AF, yeah. guys. It's just- it's just fast. It's just, it's blazingly fast. It's blazingly free. You can blazingly give us money. I, I, once we, once float hits the 1 million users, Mark, I will, uh, broadcast 
with a little cutout of my nipples on my shirt. If that helps. Sure. Um, gonna hurt. No. You don't have to watch it. I'm just saying. I'll, I'll, right. Know. I mean, we could just, we could make T-shirts with our nipples on it and sell them. We could do that too. There's a few we, nipple related things we'll have in store for you once float hits that one M mark. Again, you don't yeah. have to like it or take part in it, but we're definitely doing it. Or I am. Me too. So sign up for float. Tell your right. friends to sign up for float. Tell your family that you won't talk with them until <laughs> this is this <laughs> like, we're, we're going to treat this like Scientology. Don't talk to people who haven't signed up for float, except to tell them to sign up for float. Right. You can, you can check their float levels. And if their float levels are high enough, give them a float be, audit. Right. They can get a float audit and their float levels will be audited and then they can uh, sign up for float. If float Lord uh, Zenu is pleased, then, then you can uh, stake. Dave, Dave Hunter asks, will float work with Linux? So uh, I'll have to wait for an answer from Aaron Nakamoto. The, the website should. I don't know app-wise. Are you saying right. like Linus for mobile? I, that's all he said. Um, <laughs> so Dave Hunter, if you are still watching, uh, is that Linux for mobile? Yeah, I mean it'll it'll if you're using the browser, yeah, it should work for everything. If you're the app, I don't I don't I don't know, but it's coming. They're they're making the app for everything so that eventually everyone will have it i don't know if they're going to do a windows phone app or if that even is something that is worth doing but i do know this everyone needs to sign up for float yes if you have gotten nothing there are two things three things uh linux for desktop so it should work yeah no if you're yeah go to a browser and yeah browser should work on linux yeah the browser should work on that um so Four things we need you to take away from this episode before we sign out. Number one, go to uh, watch the South Carolina Libertarian Party debate, presidential debate, this Saturday, November the 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Matt Wright and I will be I believe it's Eastern Daylight Time. No, that's afterwards. That's like, yeah, Eastern Daylight Times is afterwards. Okay. So be sure to tune in for that. Right. That's the one thing I want to say. Number two, rape and all non-consensual touchings are bad. Bad. Three, we are very, very sorry about that Burger King story. <laughs> and four, sign up for Float and don't talk to anyone, even your closest loved ones, until they also sign up for Float. Unless your loved ones also aren't on social media, in which case you're not going to get them over to float. You're not going to be talking to them anyway. You're going to be too busy on float. It's true. So, I mean, you got to prioritize. You know, Jason Lyon would tell you otherwise. He would tell you that family is really important, that you should be there for them. Right. As opposed to doing your show. As opposed to doing your show. Right. He would say no the people that are closest to you and matter to you matter to you the most in life. Oh, take precedence. Also, so Friday 
like we've said before, uh, this is going to be the first time Spike and I meet, and it's going to be yes. in the uh, Myrtle Beach Airport bathroom. Bathroom. And Sunday is going to be the first time all three of us. Oh, yeah. You've, you've never met Jason in person either, have you? Never. Neither have I. So Sunday, all three of us will be together for the first time ever, and Jason will meet us in person for the first time. At the at, Well, we haven't chosen the bathroom yet. Yeah. Right, somewhere some, in Florence. Right, I'm. I'm thinking. Do Sears still exist, or are they gone? We have a Sears. Let me see if there's a Sears in Florence. Why do they have nice bathrooms there? <laughs> no, it was back in the late '90s, early 2000s. The Sears bathrooms uh, in Virginia were known for hookups. Oh, well, that's Virginia. Mm-hmm. let's see i figured south carolina was a few decades behind them oh they're closed yeah there's no more sears in there yeah okay that's what i thought um but yeah we're we're gonna get together maybe in a golden corral oh, no, no, no. Bathroom. they're cl- they're closed right now oh golden Cor- yeah no forget sears we're going to the golden corral bathroom because that's there's some events happening there every day mm-hmm. it's already fun in there right and uh the three of us will meet up in a bat in the bathroom somewhere in Florence and uh we will that we might live stream because <laughs> if it's three or more people then it becomes a cultural presentation right and I think we're protected by those loopholes in revenge porn law could be I don't so know. guys thanks again for tuning in uh <laughs> we be sure again uh i'm not doing a show uh on uh this wednesday because i am way too busy preparing for the south carolina libertarian party presidential debate this saturday november the 2nd 7 p.m eastern florence south carolina i will put the event right in the notes i swear to you uh and be sure to check that out this saturday and then we're gonna have a ton of content all over the internet of the convention the debate us hanging out with vermin and jason and all sorts of fun people that'll really be great so just don't do anything else this weekend except right just basically just have your phone with you and anytime you get a notification that we are going live watch it's gonna it's it's gonna be a good time prepare your family for the fact that you're not going to talk to them in the future until they join float by just ignoring them this weekend and only focusing on content from money waters media you're gonna be happy this weekend at least it'll 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 be a great weekend for you and then as you're moving out of your family dwelling and filing the papers be sure to tune in this coming tuesday some of you won't have to file papers you're just going to be moving out you're just going to be leaving right you're just going to leave for the first time for the first time uh be sure to tune in right back here on float on tuesday for the Money Wars of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I, fresh off of Autumn Chair of Monday, <laughs> will be parsing the news from the last week. So be sure and to tune we, in for that. And we will probably recap. Oh, yeah. Our crazy weekend. Yes. But it won't be, you won't get the full immersive experience as if you were watching it live with us no really you're just going to experience tremendous regret right hearing about it in retrospect 
Right. Um, and we're going to judge you too. Yes. So Matt, if uh, someone were to go on the internet and look for us, is that possible? And if so, how? Uh, well, first I would recommend going to float.app uh, slash muddied waters media uh, and uh, clicking the old, uh, clicking the old, um, clicking the old, uh, clicking the old uh, follow button. Follow over button, there. yeah. Yeah, the old follow button over there and <laughs> doing that. Uh, and then you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash muddied waters uh, media, where you also only have the option to <laughs> click the old follow button. You can't like us anywhere. You can't like us anywhere. You can only follow us. Your following is your only option at this point because Facebook fucking hates us. Um <laughs> Uh, and then you can head on over to the Instagram at Instagram.com slash Muddied Waters Media or just on Instagram at Muddied Waters Media and follow us there. And on Twitter at Muddied underscore Waters. And on YouTube, you can follow us at YouTube.com slash Muddied Waters Media. And you can find this and every episode at MuddiedWatersOfFreedom.com. Oh, and uh, for you people who are enjoying the last breaths of the audio only you can find us at anchor.fm slash muddied waters media yes and all of your favorite podcasting apps were on there too and as soon as you subscribe to us and give us the highest reviews on all of those platforms immediately abandon them and only be on float for the rest of your life except for uh except for anchor.fm where you can leave us voice memos and give us monthly donations Float and anchor, both maritime related terms. Yeah. So if you're not floating, drop that anchor. It was just recommended that uh, we should do muddied waters mud wrestling in South Carolina with the. He said guests, but I'm assuming he means candidates. I mean, I don't know. That might have to be something you do. I have some back issues. I get that. I don't want to wrestle Adam Kokesh. I mean, Definitely not at Walmart. <laughs> um, or maybe at why you know I, I'm not going right. to judge you. Right. <laughs> I've heard about you in the. I've heard about what you do in the bathroom, guys. Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we will see you very soon. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Maybe you knew me back when I was flag waving and gang banging from yours to my hood. Driving my mama up a wall like it was all good. If it was fighting involved, didn't hesitate to fall through it. Maybe you knew me as YG Ripper. When me and Jay Dunn would beef on you just a little, but we knew we had to fiddle with. We were not happy innocents, had the upper hand because we were literate. Yet idiots would step up and get their dumb butts bodied on microphones. I earned my stripes because I was nice, was hype when I was writing on the pad. But if I had to fight, then I could get my Viking on. I supply the cake and Jay Dunn would slap the icing on. I just so happened to be rapping since the age of 10. Like a guy giving talent, probably back to praising him. Can't pretend I'm new to this stuff because I've been doing this, bro. Don't be a fool, get ripped. Who 
bruiser for bruises, mister. Wait, maybe you knew me back when I was grooving. Me and the kids go, I put on for that Dallas boogie. And I had cameo up after cameo. The biggest one being that teach me how to dug it video. Maybe you knew me from college when I was running those track meets. And I was actually a decent enough athlete to break a couple school records. I'm proud of that joint. I came a long way from gang banging up to that point. Maybe you know me from my YouTube and all those vocal covers and music ventures I used to. Or maybe you know me talking politics, talking and cap libertarianism, all of it. But last, maybe you know me from my old band. Not Leviathan, the gods I left fire from. Not acting like the higher form to hold the punch I had to be. But now I'm in position to answer what you've been asking me. We parted ways because I didn't think we had foundation laid. They wanted to tour just to do it, which was stupid. So I was not about that and I wouldn't allow that because I happened to grow up broken. I went going back to that and that's the facts we left on good terms. Yeah, but dang, I was really learn for the words that took a turn because the boost tried to replace me with some dude that would favor me. I hate to be that guy, but these lame babies should play with me. And they ain't even try to hide it, you and I know. The first song they tried to drop was a song that I wrote. I recorded before I left and that was just a sin to me. They got some whack hack to try as hard as just to mimic me. Copy appearance to the mannerism. Still let them make it till I heard these weak misses with sneak dissing. Got a lot of balls in it, but I won't have no part of it. Face the fact, it's the opposite of what an artist is. You are factory made and you gotta go to the grave with that, bro. High side and act though, originality is what you lack, so tell your kids that are your careers based on a piggyback though. Are we mad cause they got signed and back with this? Shut up fool, you must be an idiot. Oblivious, don't make a fool out yourself cause you're not real. Over the past year, we done passed like five deals. And now we in a situation that is helping me. We own our own publishing and this is still a self-release. And backwards is a brand which was hard to get. We done signed a deal, we was looking for a partnership. Now we got a team and it's our business. I say if you win it, then you win it. The number of viewers can be at 20 million or a lot less. But we sell our soul in the process. I take that. I done said what I had to say. So let's get back to being great. <laughs>